Hello, welcome to 2022 and the first Climbing Daily Wednesday new show of the year. The distant future, the distant future. It is the distant future. Terry T, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Feels like last year, but it's a new year. <laughs> it does you, feel like last year. You have year, to like it? start uh, start memorizing, memorizing, writing down the new year. That's the most confusing thing about you know a new year. You, writing out a different number. Zach, do you remember at school? And that was a long time ago for me. It was always like the first date of the year would always have like a little scribble on it. So yeah, like twenty twenty one or the equivalent. It's hard sometimes. Numbers yes. change. They go up. Who knew? Great <gasps> Scott. What's the first news of this year? Well, the first news of this year is about Mr. Adam Ondra, who completely ruined our title from last week. Adam Ondra was back at it again. And as I said, he destroyed last week's show title by climbing another 9B before the year ended. He has made the second ascent of Stefano Gisolfi's The Lonely Mountain. He describes it on his 8a.nu logbook, saying it's a little harder than Erebor, another 9B, but doesn't break the 9B plus barrier. This one blew my mind, okay? And it blew my mind because there's no information on it. Like, yeah. it's not on his Instagram. It's There's a little clip on, I'm sure stuff's coming, mm. but how crazy is it that like, He's not posting about 9Bs. It's not a biggie. It's not a biggie for Adam and 9B, you no, know. No it's big just deal. Another climb. I'm sure there will be like some episode from, from his YouTube channel or Stefano's as well. Yeah, for sure. It's just made me laugh. When I was trying to research yesterday, trying to find some images that we can use, it was like, oh, there's there's nothing. There's UK not UK eight A dot NU logbook. That's about it. Oh yeah, because he does that he does keep that updated though. So that's yeah. that's good for us. Yeah, true, 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 true. I'm moving on to the 9A roundup. 15-year-old Niki Rusev red-pointed jungle speed, an 8C plus or 9A in Sirana, Spain. It took him only two sessions, commenting that even with a broken crimp on the first jump crux, I think hard 8C plus is okay for it. As reported on planetmountain.com, 23-year-old Italian climber Luca Bana made the first ascent of Extrasistole Galoppante 9A at the historic crag of Cornalba in Italy. Great roundup. I feel these climbs are all from last year and we're reporting them this year. So I feel like we're doing actually the roundups from the end weekends of 2021. Yeah, it is a weird period of time, isn't it, when that year ends. Well, we're catching up from the last week. That's why it's in this one. Uh, off the wagon, one of my favorite looking boulder problems in the world. And well, let's get some action. Val Bavona in Switzerland has been seeing some good conditions over Christmas and the 8C plus off the wagon low has been sent a few times as reported by 8a.nu. Yannick Flo figured out the start and sent the climb a year after he climbed the stand version. Joining that send train was Sergei Topishko. In an interview on 8a.nu, he describes sending the stand start quickly in April and then sending the sit on his second session. His form continued as a few days later, he climbed the 8C La Rustica, also in Val Bavona. A great way to finish the year, so let's hear from Sergei. Hi everyone, I'm Sergei Topishko and uh, I want to tell a few words about uh, the boulder which is behind me. Uh, it's of the wagon uh, that I did a few days ago. I did around 30 tries uh, on my first session uh, and uh, I was pretty close to send it, but it was too hot, I think. Uh, 
so I left it for half a year. Uh, when I tried it first uh, time this trip, conditions were perfect and uh, I made around five attempts from seat uh, to the crux uh, cross move and uh, so I came back uh, in a few days, uh, just warmed up and did it from the first try and uh, yeah, I was pretty happy to finally send it. Uh, so I'm trying the seat start from the ground now and uh, we'll see how it works in a few days um, because now it's a bit raining and uh, no chance to try it. So we'll come back here again. Ciao! Sergei has his own YouTube channel and the film of his ascent is being released tonight. So make sure you check it out using the link down below off the wagon low so that is if you remove the wagon from mm -hmm. off the wagon um and sit down that's there are more holds there are mm, there are there are holds all right you actually saw it didn't did. you yeah yeah, yeah. that's why you said favorite looking dude i've always i've always loved that boulder like i love the the, the spinny move always bangs on about the spinny move but the mm. sit star just adds an extra level to that thing um, right. it's an impressive tick it's a nice one both those dudes I've got more bouldering news from Ticino and we are moving on to the 8A plus women bouldering roundup. Alma Bestvater, who's very active on the competition scene, has done Frank's Wild Years, an 8A plus, as well as Punk, an 8A in Ticino. Also done in Cresciano, Caroline Sinhuber has done Frank's Wild Years and The North Sail, another 8A plus. Speaking about the climb, she said she's not sure about the 8A plus grade, but it doesn't matter since it's a must climb. We caught up with Caroline Sinhuber to hear more about her climbs. Hey guys, um, today I will give you some further information about my two recent 8A plus sends, the North Sail and Frank's Wild Years. Two weeks before my annual Christmas Ticino trip, I went for a weekend in Cresciano and checked out the moves of the boulder called North Sail, which is a proud looking high wall with a no fall zone above the crux. Um, when I sent it today, it was pretty crisp. So the most important thing were warm fingers during the three minute climb, because I think it's not so funny when you get numb fingers when you are seven meters above the ground. Um, when I stuck the crux move, somehow I got a bit nervous, um, but I knew I can climb the top out easily, but I was already breathing really hard and tried to calm myself down then with some shaking and breathing. <laughs> I'm pretty happy it worked out. <clears throat> um, this one is definitely one of my proudest highball essence. The day after, um, it was raining a bit, so I checked out Frank's Wild Years once again. Um, I have a little love-hate relationship with this boulder and with the right heel. Um, on the first move, you pull up to a pinch. It's an undercling pinch. And then you have to put this really bad heel next to your right hand and pray it won't pop. <laughs> it took me three or four sessions over some years to finally get this heel on the right spot. But the, the weird thing is, as soon as I found that spot and my right body position, it worked out every time I tried this boulder and move. 
In the US, Alison Vest has done The Power Slave, an 8A plus in Red Rocks, Nevada. It took two sessions to send this thing, and she said it was painful and punchy. Condies, Condies down in Ticino. Yeah, and they do come in and out because it is mountainous up there. Um, I know when we when we were there a couple of weeks, months ago, we, whenever it was, uh, it was like it's heavy snow and then it went away and then it came back and it just comes and falls. So I think if you get the gold dust of Ticino, it all comes together. I have got uh, sort of an 8C roundup. It's just one guy, though. A one-person 8C roundup as 8A.NU reports that Shinichiro Momura has made the first ascent of local and repeated Nehana, both 8Cs in Japan. He says on his Instagram there's potential to link Nehana into another boulder, Prethem, and create a new V16. I might have tightly butchered all that. Japanese pronunciation of those words there but uh, it was a bit tricky to find this story out because uh, he writes it in Japanese on his Instagram and then kind of mm. gets translated 8A was saying he climbed this other 8C um, but look if you know more than I could find out do let me know but it looks like there's a potential V16 out there which is exciting stuff he's projecting yeah well he's done this this uh, this boulder and then reckons it links into a uh, into another route into another hard boulder which could make it 8C plus so that's kind of cool. So that is cool. Potential. Um, next up, I have a story regarding the highest mountain in the world. Which one is it, Matt? <gasps> K2. No, the other one. In the fall of 2019, several climbing parties had to abandon their hopes to climb Everest because of a lethal Serac looming over the route. An Everest guide, Garrett Madison, got sued by his client, Zach Bookman, for $100,000 for a breach of contract and fraud. Because allegedly, Madison had orally promised him a refund for the trip. He also claimed that Madison had deliberately scuttled the expedition because one of his other clients had been physically unfit. But in Bookman's lawsuit, he never mentioned the Sirac. Now, after almost a year, Madison won the legal battle over the cancelled summit attempt. So this was quite a big win for, let's say, the guiding and mountaineering community, because at that point it's call whether to go for the summit or not. Uh, but fun fact, that season nobody summited Everest from that side, from the waterfall side. Okay. Um, so it's probably a good call. Yeah, so client was unhappy because he didn't get to the top. He yeah. felt like the guide had mismanaged it, so yeah. he couldn't get to the top. Mm -hmm. The guide is obviously saying, look, it was dangerous. That's why we didn't go to the top. Guide wins out. It, it is interesting because, I mean, it would have set a heck of a precedent. Can you imagine if the client had won? Because you, you then have to start, like, stip... I mean, presumably there is something when, when you sign up. I've never, look, I've never signed up to one. But you'd think there'd be some kind of a contract would say... That the guide's yeah, call you, is final. That's yeah, it. like you can't sue me type thing because yeah. it's your safety. Uh, there is a longer art article of this on, on climbing.com. Go read it. But mm -hmm. yeah, there, there are some intricacies to these stories. But bottom line, it wasn't safe. The guide called it and uh, yeah. they didn't go. Because I mean, it, it neither is an, everybody else. Yeah, I mean, it is an industry though, isn't it? So, yeah. you know, the second you start having customers in there, you have to, they, they expect something. People always expect It's more like something. they're richy rich. Can we say that? <laughs> We just want I mean, to say we do not know the financial situation of any of the uh, participants in this situation. Yeah, so but why didn't you go up Everest? Why haven't I gone up Everest? Because I'm not Richie Rich. There we go. Uh, but, but like, yeah, it's true. Like, okay, go on either, then. No, either you're an athlete. Yes. Who is like sponsored and you know, like. Yes. Is pushing those boundaries or whatever up Everest or up other mountains. Mm. But if you have monies. 
that helps you get up mountains. I, I agree with you. Like I would say that, that like if you if you have a, a goal, a life goal, right? Mm. And like because there are there are some Everest style trips that cost a lot and yeah. some which cost less and some which are more supported, some which are less. You can kind of tailor it. So like money is obviously a factor, but yeah. it is the highest mountain in the world. It's a bit like going to the North Pole and complaining it costs a lot in down gear. You know what I mean? Like you so it, it I think it is a commitment. And mm. I, I don't have any issue with anyone doing that. Like paying for it. I have an issue with them not being fit enough and not shouldn't be there. Yeah. But I do appreciate it costs a lot of money. And I know I've talked to and know some of these guys and stuff. Like I know where why it's that expensive. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, infrastructure and all to, to get there and yeah. all of the intricacies. I, I yeah. suppose if you're a super rich person, you go to Everest and you, you, you're used to expecting something you know you pay yeah, money you, pay, you get something yeah, you get the service out of what you yeah paid for, and then yeah. suddenly you're like uh, i did not summit this thing. I, I, I get i get it right but i i suppose from just hearing that i'm sort of more on the side of the guide I think. we are simplifying it but mm. um yes i mean he won it so yeah interesting debate though for sure let uh, us know in the comments below exactly how what do would you, you summit everest yes i propose helicopter <laughs> Do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I quite like to do that. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll wait a couple of years till you know they'll actually build the types of helicopters that can summit Everest. Right. And then, uh, how do you go down? I guess you go down a road. Well, in a helicopter, presumably. Yeah, oh, what, you want to go on to? Land on it. Oh, I see. Parachute. So. No. Just get really close and jump. No. We'll work it out. No. The details. Uh, let's talk about the 9B counter. <laughs> Adam Ondra completely and utterly ruined our title because we were like, look, last new show of the year. It's got to be the last nine beer of the year. And mm. then he went and did another one, didn't he? So we put him on last year's counter, I guess. So. Sure. Why not? Yes. We've got to add it. We haven't added it up yet, have we? We don't know. We don't know uh, the results from last year. And we don't know what to do this year with the 9B counter. People, there were a lot of comments talking about paper. And I, I would kind of like a return to the, you know, the ridiculous mm. thing we used to bodge together. Yeah. I quite like that. But which one? Just 9B. 9B, women's 9A, on paper only. So we forgot about bouldering, we forgot about trap, yeah, we yeah. forgot about deep water soloing. Yeah, 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 go back to the basics. Although we did get a lot of stick about using paper at the time, as in people couldn't read it. Oh, I thought environmentally. I don't know, those people were quiet. We should use recycled paper. We do, maybe. Uh, but we will, yeah, we'll think about it. Maybe, maybe paper with a digital, I don't know. Shop stuff, and this week we've got a Patagonia winter special with certain products up to 25% off. So have a scroll through our brand page of Patagonia and uh, pick something nice and organic and uh, eco-friendly, patagonia mm. Get on it. Get uh, on I want to talk about clipstick, uh, Pin Go clipsticks. Fairly new to the Epic TV shop. You know I'm a big beta stick. Uh, clip sticker. Um, so I'm quite interested by this model. Uh, slightly better priced than the beta sticks. Okay. Looks very interesting. I haven't used this one personally. I'm hoping to get my, my grubby mitts on it. But it's new to me, so I thought I, it'd be interesting for you guys. So check that out. Uh, Pingo clip sticks. Kind of cool. Possible comparison coming up? Possible. That could be a good one, couldn't it? 2021 was a heck of a year. And when we were looking back at it, it was just there were so many highlights. I mean, we had some of the hardest trad in the world got sent, sport routes, 
bouldering the Olympics that we talked all about last year. And we thought, look, it's a bit too long for us to go through all of the highlights from the year. So we'll pick a couple of our favourites. So T, 2021, what stood out for you? I got bouldering news. Mm. Um, 9A, because the 9A grade was was launched out there. First up by Simon Lorenzi in font with, with his ascent of uh, the Big Island sit uh, or um, what was it called Sudan Seul because of mm-hmm. the book he had underneath the um, uh, the knee pads so I don't know I like that news story because because of all those intricacies and then you know they it, Nico came along and downgraded it um, and then Nathaniel Woods with his other 9A return of the sleepwalker uh, and both of those boulders got really sick videos why is that sick. highlight why were they highlights for you because of the videos because or- I couldn't your less uh, about <laughs> no, about bouldering about bouldering no but like you know it, it's it's a piece of rock it's really hard moves like again it takes a while to mm-hmm. to do and it's like such a specific project and holds and things that sometimes it can get lost in certain videos you're like okay it's hard like what's the point of watching this we get it uh instead in these in, in both videos and the lord simon lorenzi one is, still needs to come out I don't know, it's just, they just actually stole a story. The Daniel Woods one was just sick. Mm-hmm. Like, I just loved the edit, the songs, everything about it. Um, and the Nico Pelurson one, I don't know, we got an insight into him and his training um, and just the specific training for the boulders. Anyway, I'm rambling along. I like those two boulder stories. What's your favorite? Uh, I, I think yours is good, by the way, first of all. There, there were absolute highlights. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked a very different story. So. Sean Villanueva O'Driscoll, who is a dude, just straight up, he did the Moonwalk Traverse, which is a skyline traverse in Patagonia, the Fitzroy Traverse. It has been done the other way around uh, by Tommy Caldwell and Alex Honnold. Sean Villanueva did it the other way, by himself, rope soloing it, five days on the wall during his 40th birthday. And what's kind of cool is the whole story surrounding it because he was in Patagonia when Corona kicked off. Thought, no, I'm not gonna go home and get locked down. I'll stay in Patagonia. Lived there for like a year, got really into the community and did this climb. And I have a feeling that you have to kind of live there and see the conditions every day to be able to do something like this. Mm. So it's a story for the times. It was an amazing story. He's one of my favorite climbers, full stop. And uh, I just loved covering that. It's a nice one, Sean. There is a full interview, interview with that as well. Yeah, so that's linked down below. So if you want to check out Sean's interview we did with him about that climb, it's there. Right. Pack of a year. Let's have a better 2022, shall we? Yes, sure. Let's do it. Now, content. Uh, you know we churn out daily content. So our first video, well, we talked about our highlights. Flo, this is a surprise for you. Flo is our editor for Climbing Daily. He does a lot of the Climbing Daily episodes. Works tirelessly. Thank you so much, Flo. Could you pick a minute teaser from your favourite edit of the year? Well, that was good. I got no idea I what it was. I wonder what that was. Yeah, I'm sure he's smashed up, like, us saying funny things or doing silly things. Oh, the poor guy. If he does that, he'd have to actually do loads of editing. Um, so I hope you haven't done that, Flo. Ain't nobody got time for that. But look, thank you, Flo, uh, for all the hard work you do. Appreciate it, man. You're my hero. Thank you. Second content, Climbing Hangar. Awesome new gym in Sheffield. Yes. You and me were there. We were indeed. And we got to climb with Alex Waterhouse, who's another dude. Uh, but yeah, check out this teaser. There's a part two of that video coming soon. It was just too much fun uh, to jam into one. So we have the Kilterboard session that came after another feature of that climbing hangar gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, so check that out. 
comment of the week. Oof, First what one shall of the we year. do? I, well, sing, obviously. Beautifully. So okay. the world knows that if we're you coming. Want, if you want like a beautiful song, I mm. feel I just need to leave it to you. Well, thank Go you very much, Teresa. Comment of the week. Uh, and that folds, folds, goes on perfectly to my comment uh, from B Hill saying, Matt gives me dad vibes with the way he awkwardly sings very loudly and he's trying to be hip when it really isn't working. Now, I don't mind being called not hip because I'm not, but dad vibes. I have no, I've never had the dad. Uh, like That's a new like category for me. I'll just like, I would like to say you actually take care of, uh, you have to fill in that blank. Not kids. <laughs> exactly. I have kids. You know something I don't? Uh, are, there ki- are there kids? There's no kids, right? Anyway, my comment is from Enrico Casarosa. And he says, Tamoa said on his challenge that he's not doing speed anymore. Tamoa is not doing speed anymore. Because of the Olympic chat we're talking about. We're talking about that maybe we'll see him in Paris doing speed as well. But it looks like he's not going to. Well, there we go. Tomoha has retired from speed. Uh, I have a feeling quite a few of them will have done the same. Yeah. There was also another comment saying, what's the point of speed climbing? Just, you know, to throw it in there. Stop it. Speed is great. All right. I will (laughs) stick by speed. I will. I will. You know, you know what? Let's leave the show there. Thank you for watching uh, the new show in 2021. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. We really appreciate your sub. We'll be back next week for more news. See you soon.